It is Monday, June the 3rd, 2019. Guess what? This will be the first of a change that we're going to make here at Connecting Dots. Now, the change is going to be kind of cool. We had an opportunity to chat with a fella today in Tampa, and I have a great deal of respect for this gentleman. Came back to the office and sat down with staff, and we decided to reboot and redo what we're doing and be more consistent and methodical. So with that, what do you say we get started with a new version of Connecting Dots? It's Monday and it's time for questions with Connecting Dots. Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Connecting Dots is sponsored by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. Break the mold and embrace the difference. Okay, so let's take off. On Mondays, this is what we're going to do is we're going to do questions. All of the questions you have for us, all you got to do is ask and we are going to put them online. We will not use your voice. We'll take it by any number of ways that you can get it to us. Not going to get into it right now because this is our first edition, but we'll do that. On Tuesdays, there will always be a podcast on SWAT. SWAT is Sudden Wealth Awareness Training. So if you should get an inheritance or a lottery win, you get a big employment contract, a big bonus, uh, somebody decides to give you a gift, you're in sports and you nail that big contract. Or if you're in the movie or television industry, recording artists, and you finally nail that decent contract after years and years and years, you know, uh, you're like a Leonard Skinner, man, you've practiced nonstop and finally you're ready to uh, kick it into high gear. Yeah, this is what this is all about. On Wednesday, it's all business. Business as a lifestyle, business, all ways, shapes and form, short, sweet and to the point. Thursday is going to be 3M, and you're going to love what 3M is all about. Friday, well, Friday is simply going to be the day in which we are going to do current. We're going to take all the current events that are going on that we've been talking about here. Remember, at Fixed Cost Financial, we are quite literally a forecasting organization, and we apply our forecasting skills to investment advice and management. Then, two other things. We're going to do this seven days a week. On Saturday, we're going to do a deep dive. Now, deep dives are things that we do a lot of research in, and generally will always be two or three of us, and others will, will dive in as well. And we're just simply going to go into a topic thoroughly and completely. Sunday, well, Sunday is when we're going to do shows and movies. Now, what do we mean by shows and movies? We're going to take a show on uh, cable or regular television or a movie, and we're going to go through it with you and talk about the various financial principles that are in and right there in front of you. I mean, for example, Billions. Oh, my goodness. The most recent episode of Billions had some amazing, amazing financial principles in it. And we're going to do that. We're going to have some fun with these. And as a result of that, I think you're going to love it. Now, we have the questions. Before we do our questions, let's get rid of our disclaimer, and we'll be right back. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. 
Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. And you absolutely should unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, assume we have a conflict of interest because of our extensive holdings. Let's do question number one. Do you use mutual funds or exchange-traded funds when you construct a portfolio? Well, generally on the average and whole, for the most part, we use exchange-traded funds over mutual funds. Now, I will tell you, at this point in time, we are looking very closely at a couple of mutual funds to replace some of our ETFs because of the significant number of triple B rated bonds that are in these index-based ETFs. But again, one of the things we do is we're looking for the lowest cost. And generally speaking, ETFs tend to be lower cost than your mutual funds. And mutual funds are simply run by investment advisors like us here at Fixed Cost Financial. I mean, we've been doing this, I've been doing this for 33 years as an investment advisor representative, either of firms that I was with or now as the owner and founder of Fixed Cost Financial. I've been doing this for a long, long time. But mutual funds simply adds layers of costs and extra fees in there that we're uncomfortable with. So on the average and a whole, for the most part, I mean, it's got to be an overwhelming proposition for us to use mutual funds. We tend to use ETFs, but I'll tell you right now, I'm not a fan of the fact that a lot of these index bond funds are overloaded with, uh, well, basically triple B rated bonds. And I think there could be a problem going down line. Question number two. Why do you hate financial planners? It seems to me that everyone is embracing financial planning, but you... I don't hate financial planners. We don't hate financial planners and we don't hate financial planning. Here's the thing that I don't care for. And this is, I got to make this really clear because this has caused some problems with some people who are very immature. Financial planning is a tool, T-O-O-L. It's not a service. This whole idea of having financial planners is an absolute joke. It's canard. It's a farce. And people have had the wool pulled over their eyes for far too long. When I say this to most people, again, people that are not in the industry, I overwhelmingly get the response, oh, yeah, you're right. I get this. I really saw it was a problem. Here's the thing. Years ago, when I started in the business, I had a Texas Instruments calculator. I had a legal pad. I would use NCR paper or carbon paper, and I would simply write out the financial plan right in front of people. Did I write words? No. I did the mathematical calculations. I would take what they had. I would take what they can put away. I would do the time value of money. We would do some projections. And I would rip off a piece of paper and hand it to them, and I had the carbon paper. You got to remember, 33 years ago, we didn't have cell phones like you have today. You couldn't just take pictures. You know, you had, we had dot matrix printers. You had these cases, and the keyboard would bang away, and you had tractor feed paper. The things that we take for granted today are unbelievable, but I got news for you. Even before I still did this, there were times I used to do it for, for a show. I would pull out my abacus. I'd pull out my slide rule. I'm still good at a slide rule. Frankly, sometimes I can do a slide rule quicker than you can a calculator. So for those of you who don't know what a slide rule is or an abacus, go online and look it up. Maybe I'll put that in for show notes. But the thing is, it's, it's just doing calculations. Well, all of those calculations that we used to do, capital needs analysis for life insurance, disability insurance, you used to do calculations for, okay, what you're going to need for retirement, all of that. Anybody can do that stuff. You can. Okay, you say, I can't really do that stuff because I stink when it comes to math. You don't have to do the math anymore. 
There are so many calculators online that you can do it yourself. In fact, if you want, go to a website called dinkytown.net, I think it is, or .com. I'll put that in the show notes. The bottom line is you can do all of your own financial planning yourself. Now, if you have a really complex situation where you need a lot, somebody that you know has a big, deep background in, for example, taxes or in the legal area for estate planning, you don't need a financial planner. I mean, you need a real numbers cruncher, but most people don't need that stuff. Most people can do their budget, can do their net worth statement, can do some basic projections. And one of the things we do for our clients is we emphasize the importance of, again, from a budgeting standpoint, using the envelope system. Now, again, when we talk about the envelope system, you know and I know, if you know anything about it, look it up, I'll put it in the show notes as well, that the envelope system is not necessarily pounding your check and having cash, although some of you should be doing that because you... You just spend money like drunk sailors on your credit cards and, and ATM cards. And a lot of you might have spouses. You're listening to this and you got a spouse who's got a spending problem. We're going to talk about those issues as well as we go along. But here's the thing. You have to budget and you have to silo your money. So from an investment standpoint, we call it silos. It's another word of using buckets or envelopes. Bottom line, again, I use that phrase a lot, is... We don't hate a true fiduciary-based financial planner. A true fiduciary-based financial planner, and we are a fiduciary-based advisor and investment manager, a true fiduciary-based investment or financial planner only does the plan. They don't give you recommendations. They don't implement the recommendations. They have no insurance license. They're not brokers. They're not with a broker-dealer. They're not with an investment advisor. And frankly, generally speaking, a true accountant, one who is not conflicted, who is a true fiduciary, that's who you should be using. Now, unfortunately, the International Association of Certified, uh, or I guess, Certified uh, Public Accountants, I believe it's the IACPA, they actually let people sell financial products and make commissions as long as it's disclosed. I mean, these, these folks breached their fiduciary duty a long time ago. Anyone wants to argue with me? I will go on any show, any place, anytime, anywhere, and defend our standard of fiduciary standards against everybody else out there. Because frankly, as far as I'm concerned, you're all full of brown beans. You people out there who allow assets under management, allow people to get commissions and call yourself fiduciaries, as long as you disclose it, you're full of brown, absolute, totally up to your eyes. So financial planners, a true fiduciary financial planner, the great person. But here's the thing, go find those people. There are hardly any of them out there. What they do is they use these designations like certified financial planner to sell financial products. And so that organization is so conflicted, it's not funny. They're trying to get themselves cleaned up, but it's never going to happen because of conflicts of interest. So financial planning, yeah, we're all for it. You should be doing your own. 99% of the people, you should do your own. The tools are there. In fact, we will help you go through all the tools and show you how to use them. But you do realize that 50% of all your financial plans are done by like, a, what is it, a Money Guide Pro? Go online and look up Money Guide Pro. And then I think the other one is, uh, I don't know what the other one is, but I think like 50% of all financial plans are done by two software companies. 
basically, your dude comes out to you, rubs you on the belly, pats you on the head, pats you on the back, puts a sucker in your mouth, tells you everything's going to be fine, comes back with a financial plan that the secretary or a junior associate punched the numbers in, or you do it online. Then they massage it and come back and say, oh, this is what you need to do. Shazam, kabam, voila. It's all a sales process. Financial planning as it exists today and has since 1969 is a sales process. And the less you have, the more they're going to sell you insurance. Why? Because they make big fat commissions. The more you have, they'll start doing some investments with you. And then eventually they'll do assets under management. I mean, these folks all want to make between half a million to $2 million a year. And they want bigger and bigger cases all the time. Again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, financial planning's fine. Just do it yourself. Work with somebody who's not going to pull the wool over your eyes, who actually teach you how to do it, which we will, but only work with a fiduciary when it comes to investments. Financial planners, nah, stay away from those idiotic people as far as you can stay away. Number three. You say you are an investment advisor, but you primarily invest client money in stocks. That makes you a stockbroker. I don't understand the difference. I get it. These terms can be really confusing. And let me give it to you straight. Here's the way it works. If you are a stockbroker, that means that technically you are a registered representative of a broker dealer. A broker puts two parties together, the buyer and the seller. In exchange for putting the deal together, they take a cut of the action. That's called a commission. Okay. If you're a dealer, you have the stock in your own portfolio and you're dealing from what you own, okay? So that's why you have what's called broker-dealers. And the representative of a broker-dealer is not really called a stockbroker. That is a term that is absolutely, totally, unequivocally misused all the time. In fact, I've seen it in litigation. And I am more than happy to continue to represent plaintiffs in litigation. I've represented a lot of plaintiffs in litigation as an expert witness for insurance and securities work. So I just, I, I, I have no problem calling it the way it is. But the word stockbroker is technically, there's no such thing as a stockbroker. There is actually a registered representative. But we're going to use the word stockbroker because you asked it. No, we're not stockbrokers because we don't broker. What we are is an investment advisor. We manage money as a fiduciary. No assets under management, no commissions. Nope, we don't use a performance-based building like a hedge fund. It's strictly management at a fixed cost. Fixed cost financial, the asset management, is based upon, again, a fixed cost. Now, investment advice is based upon the time. It's on an hourly basis broken into the quarter hour basis. Same thing with administration. But we're not brokers. We don't receive commissions from that. Now, do we use a brokerage firm to facilitate our trades? Absolutely. But the way we do it with the brokerage firm that we clear through, we don't make any money on any trades, in addition to which they happen to have a commission-free trade basis. So we can trade an unlimited amount of times without our clients uh, suffering from commissions. Okay. If you have any more questions on that, give me a call at 212-433-2525. That's 212-433-2525. You can go online. You can schedule a consultation. Be happy to talk with you. I get sometimes this stuff gets really complicated, 
And with that, let's do question number four. You claim to be a fiduciary, but my broker says he's just as much a fiduciary and that assets under management are just as much a fee as fixed cost investing. I want to use fixed cost financial, but I'm confused. And I've been with my guy for 10 years. What should I do? Well, one of the things, if you have a relationship with your person, you probably want to keep that. You don't want to just break it off completely. But what I would suggest you do, because understand, we do not make any more money based upon the size of your accounts. Open a small account, kick the tires, see if we actually live up to your expectations. If we don't, pull the money. You have absolutely zero to risk as far as I'm concerned. Now, we don't use a prorated basis. If you're in for a day and it's the first of the month, we get paid in, a, in advance for the full month, okay? It's just the way it works. Wow, you can open an account for $5. That's really going to break the bank, isn't it? No, you can open up a delegated account, $50 a month. Or if you want to go hog wild again, you can do our Expressway account and you it's $500 a month. I'm not going to get into that, but open up a small account. Open up a $5 account, put a couple thousand dollars in, see how it works. But the thing is, your guy and gal, that's what they all say. Oh, we're on the same side of the table. The more you make, the more I make. No, that's a commission. It's a slow bleed commission. Always remember and never forget that if you have two people that have the exact same portfolio, and most of these people use third-party asset management platforms or turnkey asset management platforms, I like to call them turkey asset management platforms. If they're using these things, guess what? People got the exact same holdings. One guy has 100,000, another guy's got a million. Well, at 1%, the guy with the 100,000 is paying that person $1,000 a year. But the person with a million's paying $10,000 a year for the exact same holdings, the exact same rebalancing. Tell me how that's fair in any way, shape, or form. It's not, not at all. In fact, the guy with 100,000 might be a nervous, nervous, and on the phone all the time. And since most of these people do not actually charge for their time, they bundle everything up and it's not really transparent, you know, he could actually wind up costing more money in terms of time. And who's subsidizing that? The guy with the million bucks. Here's the thing. Your person who says that they're a fiduciary charging assets under management is either ignorant, stupid, or a liar. More than likely, they're just ignorant. They don't know the difference between a true fiduciary and what they think is a fiduciary. I don't care who it is out there. I don't care what academic, I don't care what regulator says. If you are paid on a discriminatory basis, that is a commission. And no true fiduciary will ever be paid based upon a commission. No ifs, ands, or buts. So what I would do, I wouldn't cut and fish bait. And I wouldn't do that. Keep your guy around. And what I would do is test us out. Just try a little bit. See how it works. I mean, you know, I mean, take a, tell your guy, well, you know, let's say you got $100,000. Say, well, you know, we're getting ready to make a purchase. Watch what happens when you want to take $20,000 out. Or let's say you got a million bucks, you want to take $200,000. You don't want to do that. Oh, gee. Why? They're going to try talking you out because they're going to make less money. See, it's assets under management. They're always going to be conflicted. And if they take money out and you'll say, well, I want to put it in the bank. I have some things. Well, let's make the portfolio more aggressive in order to offset the losses that you're going to have because it's now in cash. It, it's always the same thing. Listen, just test it out. In fact, give us a call 212-433-2525, 212-433-2525. And one more thing. Tomorrow we'll be talking about SWAT. 
S-W-A-T, and we're not talking about LAPD, TPD, or NYPD. We're going to talk about sudden wealth awareness training. I got to tell you, you're going to love it. In fact, always remember, never forget, when you hire us for SWAT purposes, it's $5,000. So you probably want to listen to the podcast because a lot of things that we talk about on a one-to-one basis will be in here, and you'll understand why that one-on-one intense training becomes really important. Wednesday, we're going to talk all about business. Tuesday or Thursday is going to be 3M, minting millionaire mindsets, minting mature mindsets, and minting monumental mindsets. It's all about 3M. Friday, what's Friday? Friday's going to be a real simple day. We're going to talk about current, all the things that's going on, kind of review what's going on the prior seven days. Saturday, what's Saturday? We're going to do a deep dive. And then on Sunday, fun day, we're going to talk about either a television show, a digital show, I mean, like on cable or whatever, or a movie, all the financial principles that are in one of those. So with that, what do you say we get out of here? This is our new edition. Enjoy. We're gone. <laughs>